0: The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Please do not message or call, as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable.
1: Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical, or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor.
0: Asalaamu Alaikum, Alaikum, As-salamu and welcome to the latest edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I am your host Suleiman Rafiq, and we are broadcasting live today on Thursday, the 18th of January, 2024 thank you for joining us for today's health and fitness show as always if you do have any questions or comments you can text or whatsapp us on oh triple seven nine four eight one eight two two that number again oh triple seven nine four eight one eight two two so as uh, listeners may have been seeing in the news uh, earlier this week um brew Monday or Blue Monday, and there's various different ways of uh, thinking about the day. But the third Monday in January is sometimes referred to as the most difficult day of the year. But this is actually a myth. We all have our good days and our bad days, and those aren't for the calendar to, calendar to decide. It's time to stop this myth about Monday being blue and instead start a conversation. Reach out and connect with family, friends colleagues and loved ones. Any day can be a brew Monday. It doesn't matter if it's a Monday morning or a Saturday night or if you're drinking green tea, black coffee or indeed orange juice. If you're sharing a cuppa and listening you're doing it right. So for today's show we'll be focusing on this topic and I'm delighted to say that we're joined by two expert guests. Firstly, in the studio, we have Julia. Julia, welcome to Inspire FM. Thank you. And uh, could you just, uh, before I introduce the other guests, just tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm Julie. Julie Furnival. Um, I am retired now, but I used to work in education, um, in further education and adult education. Although I've done a bit of work with younger people as well. Um, but I, the main reason why I'm here is because I'm a Volunteer with Samaritans. Um, I've been a volunteer for a while Um, and yeah I'm hoping to be able to tell you all something about it and to tell you about the Brew Monday campaign and the things that we've been doing around that.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much for giving up your evening to be with us here today. You're welcome. And uh, I'm delighted to say we're also joined by a friend of the show and a familiar face and, uh, or oh, it'll be a familiar voice, won't it, for a lot of listeners. Um, Dr. Jalalmi. Asalaamu Alaikum, Dr. Jalal. Welcome salam. How are you? Women.
1: Very well, very cold. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good. You've got company, <laughs> yes. fantastic. So, um, Dr. Jillel, just for those, uh, those of those of the listeners that may not know you, can you just uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself as well?
1: Yeah, so I, um, I'm a, I suppose now I'm a lecturer in psychology, I teach now psychology for time, but my health psychologist. Um, all my family and friends are in Luton, um, supporting Luton, and we ran. Um, as um, as you know, a charity called Our Minds Matter, which is based in Luton, providing education and advocacy for focusing on like uh, faith communities, uh, religious groups and faith communities.
0: Fantastic. That's great. And uh, yeah, as you say, um, uh, it's an organization that's, that's, that's been around for a while now, it's doing a lot of great work. So thank you to you and your colleagues for everything you're doing in that space. Um, so in terms of today's topic, as we are talking about Brew Monday, um, it would be great, uh, Julie, if I could start with yourself, just in yep. terms of, like you mentioned there, you, um, you, you're, you're retired now and you're working with the Samaritans and you can, you just, some people may have a preconceived idea of what Samaritans are. Can you just explain yes. what the, what are the Samaritans and what do they aim okay. to do?
2: So it's a charity, um, it's nationwide, and um, there's over 100 branches up and down the country, um, and our vision as an organisation is that fewer people die by suicide. And we try to achieve this by talking to people, but not just talking to people who are feeling desperate, but anybody who has something on their mind. Um, the idea being that if we can talk to people long before they reach the the stage where they're having suicidal thoughts. By getting things off their chest, by talking about it, people can begin to see a way forward. But, um, Suleiman, you said that there are many um, incorrect ideas about the charity and what we do. Um, So, first of all, we are not a charity linked to any religion. We are for all faiths and none. And that's very, very important. Um, And the other thing that we can say is that our role is to listen to people. It isn't to give people advice. So we don't tell people what to do. What we do do is hopefully help people to make decisions for themselves, to find a way forward if they're feeling that they're in a dark place, and find that way forward by... Just talking things through and thinking things through.
0: Fantastic. Uh, and what, what brought you to uh, volunteer for the Samaritans?
2: Okay, quite a lot of things, really. Um, I sadly knew a family who had been bereaved by somebody who had died by suicide. And I saw at first hand the uh, terrible devastation that suicide brings to a family and the repercussions and the repercussions that go through generations. And this saddened me, and I wanted to do something about that. But more than that, I also knew that um, by training to be a Samaritan, I would learn skills that would be useful to me, both in my work and in my life. And I wanted to do that and to be able to give to society in that way.
0: Fantastic. That's that's really inspirational. Um, And Dr. Jalal, if I can come to yourself, I mean, you mentioned there uh, around the work of the charity, etc. So similar, similar question, really. What kind of brought you into this space?
1: Um, Both from, I suppose, come from a shared lived experience, like growing up in a family with mental health problems. Um, We spent a lot of time in these services and, you know, trying to improve both pain and misery. and I think by becoming more familiar with these sort of settings, that kind of influenced my choices to start working in this space so that others um, like us who uh, are similar don't have to experience these things and have a better outcome um, for their families, like better mental health outcomes. Because yeah. as we know, like um, the health outcomes for uh, particularly for South Asian populations, it's we're right at the bottom for most things, both health and education. And these all contribute to the um, the mental health well-being. So a lot of it comes from both by you know shared um, you know shared experience, shared lived experiences, um, but also working with others who you come across in the field. And we got together about ten years ago now. Um, actually, it'll be ten years say, in November this year. We're celebrating our anniversary. Should mention at the beginning. It's, a, it's, a, it's an important milestone. And we'll be focusing on well, where are we now? Where is Luton now? Um, with mental health, so we tend to focus. Um, so it's, it's it's kind of like when people say to me, "How do I get involved?" I say it's a bit of personal and professional uh, practice. Um, that's what influenced me, and to stay in this space, you know, keep advocating, keep trying to improve. Um, you know, better services, more accessible. Um, all of all of the interventions need to be accessible for everyone, inclusive. So there, our I suppose our approach is to say we can all. We can all exist. We can all work together. We can all um, coexist in in services and in health delivery. Um, but where is our offer? Where is our uh, what's unique? What's unique to us, I suppose. But we have to turn up. So yeah, both personal and in professional sort of practice experience what's brought me to this
0: space and still in this space. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. And, and Julie, if I can come back to yourself. So you mentioned there, obviously, you had personal uh, experiences around why you wanted to join the Samaritans. How long ago was that then, roughly? Oh, <laughs> well,
2: I've been a Samaritan for around 30 years. Wow. Um, there are people in uh, the organisation, yeah. in our local Samaritans, yeah. who have been much longer than 30 really? years. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, uh, and before that I trained as well because mm. the training for it. it takes a while
0: Sure, and can you tell us a little bit more about about the training and how that's changed and things
2: Yeah, it's changed quite a lot mm. because technology has made it sure. uh, far more impactful I think mm. um, So the training uh, altogether if you take the whole of the training it can take as long as a year um, It begins with um, uh, an interview and then into uh, formal training if somebody's accepted. Um, it is a series of Sundays, some of which are face-to-face sessions and some of which are online via Zoom. Um, it's about seven sessions, it varies a bit from course to course, but roughly seven sessions.
0: Sure.
2: Uh, and people learn in that initial training about how to actively listen, um, and how to manage the telephone calls that we get mm. and then after that they are matched with a mentor okay. and to begin with they listen to a mentor talking on the phone and then later they begin to take calls themselves with the mentor's support and then after a period of doing that they become what we call a probationer Samaritan when they are um on their own taking calls but they're always with an experienced samaritan and they'll do that for around six months Um, and the mentor will come and visit them from time to time they'll have some ongoing training extra training throughout that period and then um, at the end of all of that they will become a full samaritan
0: excellent so yeah you mentioned there about um the training around listening and uh, and you mentioned i think particularly at the beginning around actually the the, the it's not an advice service you you you're listening to what people have to say so just in terms of um, cuz obviously there's been a lot of focus this week hasn't there around brew monday yes. so for those of people who may not have heard about this so brew monday uh and correct me if, I'm, if i've misunderstood anything brew monday um is the samaritans uh promoting uh, an opportunity for us all to reach out and make the time. Uh, essentially, I don't want to simplify it too much, but my understanding is to have a cup of tea or, 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 you know, an orange juice or no drink at all, but to have the time mm-hmm. um, to have a chat and, and take the time out to to listen um, to friends, colleagues, uh, loved ones, etc. An- anything to add to that?
2: Well, no, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Because we know that... Um, if people feel really listened to Hmm. they can get any worries off their chest and very often people are anxious and don't want to share Hmm. that they're a little bit worried about something Hmm. or they're feeling down about something for all the reasons that um, we know that there's stigma around feeling not okay you know if if I go up to somebody and I say hello um, Fred or whatever it is how are you Fred will say, I'm fine. Mm.
1: Um,
2: everybody does. Yep. Um The chances are, Fred's not fine. Okay. So I can then say perhaps, how are you really feeling? Um, and if I know that person, I might say, how are you feeling about your son or whatever? Mm, sure. If it's not somebody I know, um, and we're encouraging people to even talk to strangers where it's safe to do so, mm. um, yeah, so you talk around um, how you're really feeling, how you're feeling about this terrible cold weather, how you're coping with it, how are you feeling about um, the cost of living crisis, mm. how are you feeling about um, housing or whatever, um, and you begin to get to what really touches people, and then when people begin to share how they're really feeling. They say don't they that uh, a problem shared is a problem halved um and even if there's no solutions even if there's no way forward identified or anything like that just the fact of expressing it of talking of being heard and cared about is so important
0: absolutely you know that's, that's really interesting dr juleau if i can bring you in here i mean um you know this this idea of of i think that was a really uh, a nice way of explaining it, a problem shared is a problem halved often, it's something that's often said. But, you know, you yourself, you're, you're a chartered uh, health psychologist. I mean, can you elaborate on, on that? I mean, in the value of, of, of being heard and being listened to, uh, particularly, uh, you know, from uh, an Asian background? I think yeah,
1: absolutely. It's, you know, you um, uh, just mentioned a, a lot of things there about cost of living would be affecting a lot of our um, people from our backgrounds, um, to South Asians, when you look at the disposable incomes in those families where they are, so the pressures will be um, extreme. And I think by talking about how you're feeling about those allows you to regulate your emotions. And Because if you don't talk about your stuff, like it builds up, and it can explode inside. So we need those pressure points, and we need those release points. And talking is a way in a way that's that's safe it's kind of like um people that you trust and it's kind of confidential so the samaritans what they offer is fantastic it's really important because sometimes when we share stuff in say south Asia, we come from collectivist societies and communities that we don't share because if that person knows that stuff about us they might share it so the lack of like confidentiality and it's a natural part of i think our community in that sense we don't share because uh, because people know each other, and that's the way we survive, um, especially as minorities living in the UK. So, um, talking to organisation spaces like Samaritans is a lifeline, because those people don't know our communities, so therefore we can share our own feelings and thoughts, and that's why I think it's really important. Because if you don't talk about it, it builds up and you explode. So, you need those pressure points like Brew Blue, uh, Blue Monday, um, other initiatives throughout the year, so they're reminders to say look don't keep it all inside there are spaces and people who want to hear what you're going to say and it's done in a confidential and a safe space especially for south asians like i said we we took we we keep we're very insular in order to survive therefore it becomes hard when we want to talk to each other because of confidentiality
2: and thank you very much for saying about confidentiality because it is the most important thing that we have in the organisation, that calls are confidential to Samaritans, um, and that people can ring us, and it's a safe place to uh, explore whatever it is that's happening to them. Not only that, but the telephone number, it's free of charge to ring, and it doesn't appear on your telephone bill. So if somebody phones, nobody will know that uh, you have phoned Samaritans. Um, Not only is it free of charge, but we're available 24-7, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, um, all year, every year, and uh, we are answering a phone call every few seconds.
0: That's fantastic. So, listeners, you're here live uh, on Inspire One Hundred Five Point One FM. Today is Thursday, the Eighteenth of January, Twenty Twenty Four. We're discussing the topic Brew Monday. If you have any comments or questions, you can text or WhatsApp us on O Triple Seven Nine Four Eight One Eight Two Two. That number again, O Triple Seven Nine Four Eight One Eight Two Two. I would like to say we're joined by uh, Judy from the Samaritans and um, friend of ours, Doctor Jalal Mia, um, who's currently a Uh, lecturer uh, at a university and is a chartered health psychologist as well. Um, And the reason we're covering this topic is because this week um, there's been a lot in the news around it being, um, you know, the saddest day of the year and things like that. Actually, from looking into this, I believe it actually originates from um, uh, travel companies uh, using it as an opportunity to try and get people to book holidays. Um, But You know, the Samaritans have taken this on as an opportunity to call it Brew Monday, uh, i.e., brewing a cup of tea or, or, or a hot beverage. And so, an opportunity for us to all come together. The other reason why I was really keen to cover this topic on the Health and Fitness show this year was because um, I saw actually very late in the the last year the news, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Julia, around uh, Rizwan Javid. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Rizwan Javid is a rail worker who who works on the uh, Elizabeth line uh, and he was honoured with an MBE. Um, And the reason why he was given the MBE was because he's estimated to have saved 29 lives mm-hmm. um, as a result of um, implementing the training he received from the Samaritans, I believe yes, he credits correct. it too. Um, so just, just briefly, Rizwan Javid. he's from East London, uh, and as I say, he works on the uh, Elizabeth line, and he has helped to save... Uh, these lives by being alert and approachable to vulnerable individuals in difficult situations. He's only aged 33 (laughs) which makes me feel old Uh, and he actually also runs an Instagram and TikTok account to share his experiences and this is aimed at inspiring others. Mr Javid said he attended the Samaritans training course nearly a decade ago uh, when he joined uh, the railway service originally. And he was quoted as saying, they basically teach you key skills of how to identify vulnerable people, what sort of conversations to have with them, and how to take them to a point of safety. He said two days after the training he had put into action while working at a station and helped someone from taking their own life. Uh, And he subsequently um, also goes on to talk about that, particularly coming from an Asian background, that he feels people aren't particularly educated about mental health. If you're going through mental health issues, um, your mother, in his, he's saying, will likely give you a paracetamol and say it would be fine in the morning. Um, so he's really dedicated his TikTok account and, and social media to try and bake, break down the barriers and get people talking about mental health as we are today on Inspire FM. And uh, he's, he's identified actually that... Uh, he was so excited about receiving his MBE that actually um, he couldn't believe it and it took him 10 times of reading the letter to digest the news. Um, So, you know, on behalf of everyone at Inspire FM, uh, you know, massive congratulations, obviously, to Rizwan. um, And I think it's great that he recognizes the training that he received from the the Samaritans, particularly in order to help him save so many lives. um, and, And it's great to see that. So, Listeners, uh, we've been talking a lot about the Samaritans and the importance of, of talking and being heard and listening, uh, listen, listen, to. In the second half of today's show, we're going to talk more. We're going to get into some of the practical elements of actually, from a day to day perspective, whether it's with your colleagues or your friends or your family, whoever it may be. How can you be a good listener? Uh, so we're going to co- try and condense your 30 years of experience and, <laughs> and one year of training uh, into 25 minutes uh, and really, I think, just hopefully give the listeners some very practical uh, ways of, um, of taking uh, what, what we're talking about today, the importance of listening to each other and giving yes. an, each other an opportunity to talk about how we really feel. Um, so like you say that we can, at very early stage, Um, avoid any difficult situations someone may experience in their lives just very briefly Julie if anyone is listening to this uh, and they're particularly worried about someone that that this is triggering thoughts in their minds of someone specifically what should they what action if any should they take
2: okay so um, if somebody knows someone who might be having very dark thoughts again we would say listen to them listen to those dark thoughts But seek help. Um, So the listener that needs to seek help for themselves. Because if you are listening to someone who has dark thoughts, it's stressful. Mm. So, again, Samaritans can and do uh, listen to people who are supporting others. Okay. Um, And try and get the individual to ring Samaritans because uh, we really do have um, decades of experience Mm. in talking with people who uh, are experiencing some very um, significant difficulties and um, perhaps some extreme mental health issues perhaps just simply um, acute depression um, and suicidal thoughts yeah
0: fantastic thank you uh, and Dr Jalal we've got a, a minute left but you know similar question to yourself obviously our minds matter encourages conversations but then you know how do people deal with that
1: um it's like what Julie said absolutely we have to normalize it normalize talking it should be part of who we are um yeah. so talking about our feelings talking about trusted spaces knowing where to go to and you know as a charity time post to Samaritans um because they're there when we're not see so they do life-saving work so they normalize the conversation and uh, be aware of the stigma that you have self-stigma and address the self-stigma
0: Fantastic, thank you. So, unfortunately, we are fast approaching our uh, advert break. So um, we've only got thirty seconds until the advert. So, listeners, um, thank you very much for being with us in the first half of today's show. Uh, as I say, we've been joined by Julie from Samaritans and Dr. Jalal Mia, who's a chartered health psychologist and lecturer at university. Uh, in the second half of today's show, we're gonna we're we're gonna get into the nuts and bolts of how you can all be really good listeners uh, and support each other. So. As always, if you have any questions, 777 But until the other half of the show, assalamu alaikum.
1: alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
0: Please do not message or call as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable. Any health
1: advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor.
0: Assalamu alaikum, assalamu alaikum, and welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I am your host Suleiman Rafiq, and we are broadcasting live today on Thursday, the 18th of January 2024. And a very cold Thursday, the 18th of January 2024. Hopefully, it starts getting a little bit warmer in the not too distant future. Uh, delighted to be talking about Brew Monday on today's Health and Fitness Show. Brew Monday is the Samaritan's uh, angle on the um, much promoted uh, in the media idea of Blue Monday, uh, which is the third Monday of every January uh, and actually is completely a myth. And we should take this opportunity to uh, recognize that actually it's not the calendar that determines uh, our moods, but we have good and bad days. Um, and, and it's always an opportunity to reach out to um, our family, friends and loved ones to take the time to have a conversation and really listen to uh, what each other have to say. Uh, with that in mind, we're joined by two expert guests in the studio who I'm just going to ask to reintroduce themselves. Uh, so, Julie, if I could start with yourself.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm Julie and I'm a volunteer volunteer with samaritans of luton south beds and harpenden
0: fantastic and dr janelle um
1: so i'm a child, child health psychologist lecturer in psychology and um, co-founder of um, our minds matter nice. um, a charity based in luton
0: fantastic that's great and thank you both very much for giving up your time to be with us on uh, inspire 105.1 fm listeners as always if you have any comments or questions you can contact the studio on 777 um so it, it's slightly amiss of me actually so in the first half of today's show Julie we were talking about uh Rizwan javid who was yes. honored uh in terms of receiving an MBE uh, a lot of media yeah. coverage about that but I hadn't appreciated uh actually if we can recognize someone a little bit closer to home can you elaborate on that Yes
2: well first of all congratulations to uh Rizwan um, that's a marvelous news um, and uh, it comes from uh, his uh, incredible uh, work with saving passengers, but from the um, uh, partnership arrangement that Samaritans and Network Rail have. But closer to home, our own branch of Samaritans have a volunteer uh, who's only just retired, having been a volunteer for 52 years with Samaritans and she also received an MBE in this current round so amazing. we're delighted about that
0: yeah no absolutely should should be, should you should all be super proud uh, yes, of her and, and a huge congratulations to her uh on on behalf of Inspire FM as well and a huge thank you for the work that she's done over 52 years yes so I think today's show is designed to make me feel old <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh yeah absolutely it's, it's mind-boggling to think of that amount of time so uh amazing 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 efforts absolutely um So as we were talking about, um, there's... Uh, there's an importance around listening and talking to people in a way that they feel listened to Mm -hmm. Um, and actually in preparation for today's show I was having a look at the Samaritans website uh, and they give some tips and uh, activities and things that people can do in order to improve their listening skills so Julie I'm going to hand over to you to kind of give us a bit of an overview how all of us can be better at doing this.
2: So we have an acronym to help people remember some of the things that you need to keep in mind when you're listening to someone, when you're really, really listening to someone. The acronym is SHUSH. The first S stands for showing that you really care about the person you're listening to. So you're focusing on the other person. If it's appropriate, you might be making eye contact. You're not looking at your phone. You're really focusing on the other person. The H stands for having patience, because it's easy for people to say, oh, I'm fine. And you need to have patience. Um, It might take time and several attempts before a person's ready to really talk about what's on their mind. And then the U of shush is about using open questions. Um, Open questions are ones that don't demand a yes, no answer. Ones like, tell me about, or... Uh, How did this happen? Or how did you feel about that? And then the next S is about saying it back. So checking that you've understood, but um, saying the same words, phrases, have I understood you right, you're telling me that, and then repeating it back. But not interrupting and not offering a solution. Um, And finally, the last H is about having courage because um, it does take a lot of courage to talk to people about difficult issues and you shouldn't be put off if at first you get a negative response or uh, somebody says, mind your own business or something like that. Um, And also having courage, don't be afraid of silence. Um, Don't be afraid of uh, quiet between the two or three of you or however many.
0: Fantastic, thank you. That's that's really helpful. I think yeah, there's elements of that. I'm thinking I should maybe <laughs> take 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 note of definitely. Uh, and Dr. Jalal, I mean, f- f- from your experience as well, you know, how, how, how does someone how is someone a good listener? How do they be a good listener?
1: Um, <clears throat> I think f- from from what we've learned, like working with different groups in in think it's two things like definitely being Mm non-judgmental and really focusing on that confidentiality um, to say I'm not going to share this with um, nobody. Um, So we think those two things are absolutely true because information can get you know say um, sort of like manipulated over over time with the right intentions and we, we know that when we're working with individuals like I think normally what happens in our charity we have the carers or the guardian or the parent approach the charity so it's never the individual that comes it's the person looking for help and support we've been to these other services we don't know what to do they don't really recognize you know that this is a um you know it's so what we do as a family or as a as a community so we say to them okay we well listen to it's like what julie was saying listen uh, active listening is very very important um and active listening and you have to train so we ask them to come to training, go to the workshops. But done by our partner services, you have to learn this as well. You're not going to do this, If you if you're struggling with, you knowing how to do it, attend the workshops. We have some workshops, but we signpost to the other workshop because they've done the, they they're in good hands. They're in safe spaces, so we know that when, when they're more skilled, they're able to do this conversation with the person they're looking after, and also they feel empowered. So, they know, okay, this is the service here. This is how they operate. This is where to go. So, they become more familiar. So, that reinforcing of learning is important because the learning bit is the liberation part of like where people can get access to the places that they need and how to have those conversations because it's not something that will come overnight. You have to uh, really appreciate that and respect the relationship. If your child or your person looking after is not talking to you about how they're feeling inside and they're harming themselves how do you do that as a skilled piece, and you should really respect that. So we um, we would say that actually learning is the key. One of the, one of the ways to well-being is learn. Um, so we would signpost them into the right uh, place where we think that they will be respected, where they'll be heard. And you know, an example is like mine, for example, it could be Samaritans. Um, could we rethink mental illness? Depending on the type of condition they've got uh, or what they're showing, we will then say look you know you need to improve your knowledge so cognition is important how you understand that and then problem solving we will teach them how to problem solve
0: fantastic and actually just just before today's show was going live the show before us um the speaker was talking about um listening to children the importance of listening to to your own children and listening to children generally i mean that made take a mind shift potentially uh, when particularly if you in your work you're used to talking with adults etc etc so I mean Julie you know um, is there any kind of particular tips you'd give when it comes to listening to children specifically
2: well we at Samaritan say that our service is available to everybody um, and we do get children ringing us uh, and we listen to children in exactly the same way as we listen to adults uh, so I think it's about respecting that child respecting the feelings that they're putting forward, perhaps seeing anger from a child and realising that there's something behind that anger, or um, the opposite, somebody who is uh, withdrawn, uh, reluctant to talk, uh, trying to get to um, the reasons behind that. Um, And as I indicated a minute ago, it's about respecting the child, however old that child is. Um, Because they are entitled to have their own feelings, um, no matter what. And the reason why a parent-child talk is so very, very hard is that many children believe that um, perhaps they might get into trouble for their feelings, Mm. or um, that the parent won't understand, and the other way round, it's very hard for a parent to get over the idea to a child that actually it is okay to have uh, negative or difficult feelings, uh, or to want to do something that is not what the family is expecting. Um, perhaps mm. With older children wanting to uh, have a different career path or study path to the ones that the family are expecting.
0: Sure, yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's, that's really um, thoughtful. And, and Dr Jalal, just from yourself in regards to listening to children, anything you'd like to add? Yeah, it's,
1: uh, I think it's a very interesting one. I think you know, you'd have to do it differently, and that's in the way you communicate to adults. But absolutely, adhering to respect, active listening, all the principles apply. I mean, what we tend to do is if we're, if we're in that position, okay, well, um, can you draw us a picture? of how you're feeling, and that normally will start the conversation. Um, And sometimes they don't they don't want to, and we would respect that too. Just say, okay, well, you know, these are the colours. We would do colours things, for example. Here's the colours that represents, you know, these types of emotions. So, which one, which colour are you feeling? Sometimes they might not have the vocabulary to articulate themselves about how they're feeling and stuff. Um, So, you have to do things in the world that relate to them. so there are ways but again this will be done by more professionals we will say okay this is the type of assessments that they will do in this type of service so we might talk through with the family and we might do some of that prep work so when they go into that place of um, of the well-being and the uh, the people i need to speak to them the statutory services we would have reassured them given them a bit of confidence um and giving them a bit of empowerment Um, for that family unit so the young person can open up so sometimes we don't but you know we do get like but they don't want to go to the services because they've had a bad experience and that's when we get stuck as a charity it's like what do we do so we might use more visual stuff to do work with children because it's more um, it's less abstract for them and they're more able to relate
0: that's really helpful thank you thank you for that so just uh, moving on in terms of um, a specific issue around self-harming Um, particularly so just just again Julie if you can kind of give your your kind of knowledge around that please
2: yeah um, there are a lot of myths again around self-harm where people feel that self-harm is um, oh just attention seeking or something like that or trying to be um, go with the flow of what's popular amongst young people or something like that but um, when you talk to people about why they are self-harming and how it feels. Um, People quite often say it's a release of emotion. Um, It's something I have to do because it's a way of releasing my my emotion. And again, it comes back to um, how to talk to people about seeking professional help um, or um, talking to people about what it is that's behind... The uh, action of self-harming. What is it that is causing the incredible distress that is leading someone to self-harm?
0: Absolutely, and Dr. Jalal, is there anything you'd like to add on this point?
2: Yeah, I think it's an
1: interesting part of men, how we understand mental health, and well-being brings and self-harm. Because you know, as psychologists, we we look at, particularly health psychologists, we look at the you know what's causing in the first place. And it's, so we've, you know, as a charity, we're focusing around the psychological um, self-harm. So when we, you know, self-sabotage ourselves, like we think negatively of ourselves, we're ridiculous. So that's when the starting process has happened before we get into the behavior. Um, so our formulation, the rumination of thoughts, negative thoughts, um, we would start, we'd start there. And we tell people to be aware of this, to say, if you're starting to self-sabotage, I'm not good enough, I'm not this, I'm X, Y, and Z. You're change you're changing or well, you're influencing the chemical imbalance and you're causing your brain to cause um, stress hormones um so it goes into the body and then it activates the well you know stimulates the nervous system so we we ask people to look at it right from the start not just in crisis um so i you know i should point out charity works at prevention stage around education and therefore it starts off with that self-sabotaging Uh, talk Um, things like even in working professionals it could be imposter syndrome okay well there's a limit to that yes we can have these negative thoughts but we have to be careful about the regulation of this negative emotion that we regulate so as well as the physical things that we do to sell a farm it starts off with our thinking um, when we are producing those hormones if you like influences chemicals and then it ultimately becomes a behavior later on so we're saying be aware when you start producing negative thoughts what's going on list them what's happening why is that and be careful of how much you talk yourself down mm. um, because you do have a responsibility to look after yourself it is about protecting your own boundaries so we know that people do that and they're thinking oh um i'm so tired and i don't know what to do because of the thinking thinking and that's why the release comes in that sense
0: sure absolutely thank you both for 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 talking about that and then uh i mean the next topic i wanted to cover and apologies listeners we're we're running out of time um if you do have any questions or comments you can still text us on 0779481822 you're live on inspire 105.1 fm and today is thursday the 18th of january 2024 Um, Dr Jalal if I could stay with you just for a moment the other thing that actually came up today in a conversation was around the role of social media and there's this term I think is doom scrolling where people you know particularly with so much going on in the world currently people kind of on social media seeing a lot of distressing images etc and how that's impacting on their mental health I was wondering if you could elaborate on that and and the issue around people you know constantly scrolling
1: I think people have people have to take responsibility um, around this. Like, meaning, if you're consuming content, if it's upsetting you, turn it off. That's advice. Turn it off because you're not going to be able to function. How are you going to function? How are you going to make a difference? How are you going to take part if you keep being tra- traumatized? And the thing is, because it's available 24/7, um, the information that we have on social media, as soon as you wake up, it's straight in there. Allow your body and your brain to warm up. So, if you think about, I don't know, like physical activity, exercise. You don't start running a marathon when it's intense you have to do the warm-up and stretches. so be careful of this when you're opening up the social media space i know it's in good good intentions and it can have a positive but think about the vulnerability and if you're starting to being effective pay attention to how you're feeling you're feeling frustrated stressed angry it's only so much time it takes a lot of energy and i think social me- uh, people who use social media do have a responsibility to sort of um, Regulate how much or moderate how much they're using. Um, an hour before, two hours before you get, don't watch anything you know, uh, on social media. Watch a comedy, do something relaxing, because when you go to sleep, it messes with your sleep. Um, so think about uh, if you're going to engage with social media, think about what time of the day I'm going to engage. So you're able to function more properly or more healthily, I should say. So it's not going to go away, I should point out. And media companies and social media companies, they want your attention you know you're a consumer so the more eyeballs they have on the electronic devices allows them to sell you things advertising that's fine that's how the business world works but you as an individual also have certain responsibilities and duties to yourself about your own boundaries so i would say to people who are using high uses of social media content is pay attention to when you when are using it most and think about when is the safest time to use it in that sense because it can be quite addictive we do a lot of research around this area so it can be really really addictive um, and you have to be aware of that addiction it's a biological aspect
0: too thank you for that that's great so um we've got about six minutes left and julie i just wanted to touch on just for people who may be listening to this and they themselves feel they may be struggling um to cope what kind of some of the key messages are
2: okay so if somebody is struggling to cope have a look at our website um There's also a Samaritans app that you can download where you can find advice, information, where you can record how you're feeling on the app. Um, Our telephone number is 116 123. Um, And it may be that the reason why you're struggling to cope is because you're supporting somebody else. That's fine. We will listen to you and support you through that. Um, Yeah, and the phone number, don't forget, is around... said it earlier but i'll say it again it's 24 7 because uh there's nobody else around at four o'clock in the morning but we are and people can phone at any time
0: that's fantastic it's it's quite an amazing um service very you know fortunate in this country to be able to access that as you say um 365 days of the year 24 hours a day seven days a week Um, is a phenomenal thing and just a huge thank you to all the samaritans uh, and everyone involved in the organization people who donate etc in different ways um, as well to keep it going as as a service that's available for people Uh, and you know and long may that continue Uh, and then dr jalal um, you know in terms of let's look looking forward you know our minds matter you say in there this is 10th 10 year anniversary we'll have a healthy cake i'm sure um so you know what are, what's what's kind of next for you guys and, and what's what does the future hold
1: we, i mean we you know th- thank you for um for giving us the opportunity to talk um and to be part of this uh, important um, conversation and an important organization including samaritans out uh, for our organization we're in the development stage like okay we've done this for first five years we did this first five years and what we're doing in the next few years is looking at the um kind of like a framework, a national framework, about how do people from faith communities access um, mental wellbeing services? And they'll be working with lots of different individuals to create this framework. That's where we're spending a lot of energy. Whilst we obviously get the um, queries to deal with mental health, we'll be promoting mental health awareness. But our strategic focus for the charity is, is starting to look at that framework.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Um, and then just in regards to... Um obviously you know we've we've been talking a lot today about um for, for people who are who who um maybe struggling the support that's available for them for people who are caring for people who are struggling the support that's available for them as well um just in regards to you know someone might be listening to this and thinking you know what that sounds that sounds like a really interesting uh thing i want to get involved in that what what what's the situation in terms of how someone would find out more about the samaritans and may wish to get involved
2: okay yes and we're always looking for volunteers and you said earlier um solomon about uh fundraising as well mm. we have volunteers who are listening like myself I'm a listening volunteer yeah. but we also have volunteers who do a whole range of other things like um, some of the uh, accountancy work for ourselves or fundraising or um, a whole range of things um, that people do whatever kind of volunteer people want to be the first step is to look at the website uh, the national website and look for the bit about I want to be a volunteer and there's a system on there to apply and then when once people have uh, completed an application um, it then goes through to the nearest local branch and we will then contact the individual Uh, yes and we very much want uh, more volunteers
0: fantastic yeah no absolutely Um, you know hopefully there are people listening to this who would be interested in helping out as well
2: and we also want volunteers from many faith communities and uh many other communities that mm. we have in know di- uh, many of luton's diverse communities we really want those people yeah. involved
0: absolutely no it'd be it'd be great to um represent the community that you're yes. serving absolutely so um as, as as julie said there there's more information on the website for anyone who, who's keen to learn more around the training opportunities and mm-hmm. uh, and the and the volunteering that's available and i think at the very beginning if i remember correctly you mentioned how it, it helps also in your day-to-day life oh, as well. Absolutely. Doesn't it?
2: Yes I've learned huge amounts from um, Mm. my time as a Samaritan Um, and the other thing that I've had from my time as a Mm. a Samaritan is incredible friendships Mm. Um, because if in the middle of the night you're listening to somebody suicidal Mm. um, the person that you're on duty with and that you're sharing with Mm. they're going through it with you and you make very deep and strong friendships as well
0: yeah no so. absolutely that's fantastic so um listeners thank you so much for for being with us and uh, as i say this originated from uh hearing the news about rizwan who um yes. you know amazingly saved, saved 29 lives uh fantastic to hear about your colleague as well huge congratulations to her um so just just leaves me time really to uh, say you know again how very, very grateful we are to have you, have you spend time with us on Inspire FM, Dr. Jalal, as always, um, fantastic to hear from you. Hopefully hope it's not too cold up north. Uh, or you might have to come back to Luton. Uh, that's <laughs> an idea. <Yeah. laughs> but really grateful to you and your colleagues for all the amazing work they're doing around Our Minds Matter as well. I'm really interested to see what the future holds for all the organizations we've been speaking to. So without further ado, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspirefm Luton.